Welcome to the Augusta Golf Show podcast. Now, here's John Patrick. Well, Jeff Shackelford covers the game, especially the majors, on his blog, The Quadrilateral, News from the Majors. He's got a major championship in his backyard next week for the U.S. Open coming to um, L.A. Country Club. His new book is just out, Golf Architecture for Normal People. It's available wherever you buy your books. It's a pleasure to welcome Jeff Shackelford back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing well, John. Thanks for having me back. We're uh, we're very excited out here in L.A. It's going to be a big week. Well, we have a lot to cover. Um, regular listeners to this program might realize that you had a role in the renovation of LACC. And I've heard Gil, uh, Gil Hance tell the story. He says you had a very important role. How do you see the role that you played and what will take place next week? Well, I did, yeah. Uh, I, I was sort of the, uh, the the person who was the, I don't know if ombudsman is the right word. Uh, it's a little 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 stiff and, and depressing sounding. But <laughs> I was the George Thomas, the architect of the course's uh, sort of uh, a modern-day presence to, to channel what we believe he did in both uh, restoring the course and then as we get to the U.S. Open, um, uh, helping the, 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 the team there better understand what he did so they could set up the course to, to get the most out of it. And uh, But, you know, in between, I, I, I did a little bit of everything, was in all the meetings and painted all the lines on the bunkers and banged on the top of them with a shovel and uh, did all sorts of work out in the field, too, which was a lot of fun. So um, I've spent a lot of time out there, and, and obviously it's, it's exciting now to see what will happen when – when the world's best players come there, and they know nothing about it. (laughs) Now, correct me if I'm wrong, though, uh, Jeff. This whole restoration project, renovation project, um, was not done because a U.S. Open was coming. It was just done. Correct. Correct. It was, uh, you know, like a lot of golf courses, they they started to do some things, and it made them realize, wait, maybe we should talk to an architect. And I actually was involved first before they hired Gil, um, and to just explain what they had. And uh, a lot of places, as you, you know, um, we're talking 2005, six here. They don't, they, they, they still, we weren't quite where we are now with the architects and the name guys. And so, um, yeah, it was strictly a make the courses uh, better, more fun, more functional, better sustainability long-term. They had so many trees and it was hard to grow grass and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, no, there was never, never uh the intent of having the u.s open but they liked the way it came out and uh they had the walker cup and and next thing you know we um they decided they'd like to show it show it to the world i heard gill say you guys actually in this project um discovered and kind of dug up old greens in the project yeah they had uh had a challenge match with palmer player nicholas and phil rogers and uh one of the holes uh, they didn't play very well. Arnold, of course, drove the green and two-putted for birdie, uh, and that's why he's the king. But uh, Jack and uh, Gary and, and even the great wedge man, Phil Rogers, kind of botched the shot. And so I, afterwards, you know, you know how it is with golf pros, John. All it takes is one little comment, and they literally at some point uh, just took some sort of machine and just built a new green on top of it and covered it up. And we had no idea. We thought it had been destroyed. And started shaping and we had some talented people who started noticing 
uh, the sand and then this weird muck layer, like literally as if they had just covered the green while it was still alive. And <laughs> so it was Gil, you know, Gil's done a lot of restoration, never had seen anything like this before where, where you could literally find the intact um, uh, and it, uh, green. And it saved us a lot of grief because uh, we had photos, but you just never can quite get something like that back, except when it's right there. So that's the sixth hole, and that'll be a real standout in the uh, the championship, I believe. It's a fun, drivable par four and blind from the tee. So, uh, yeah, that was that was just the wildest thing. And, and, again, knowing all the projects Gil's been involved with, to never have that happen was, uh, was also kind of amazing. We're talking with Jeff Shackelford here on the Augusta Golf Show. So what are you looking forward to the most next week? I'm I'm really curious to see what the players do. You know, John, they've gotten so into data to decide how they play holes, and they've gotten very reliant on caddies kind of telling them where to go. And other than the guys who played the Walker Cup, and I believe only four of them have qualified, if my math is correct, um, the rest of them don't really know the course. Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele have played some, Sahis Vigala, um, played as a 10 year old there and before we redid the course and then, uh, has played a little bit. And, and so, but other than that, most of these guys just don't know the course. And so I'm very curious to watch what they do to learn it because it does have a, uh, some nuance and some semi blind shots and things like that. So that's, that's number one, I guess, uh, more than anything early in the week. And then obviously as the tournament plays, I just, I'm just curious to see where they hit the ball and and how it reacts because we just we just don't have much of a, of a, re- a track record of seeing how these holes uh, play and I know the USGA guys are putting in extra time to try to figure it out themselves. What do you think the golf fan should pay attention to watching the coverage? Well, I really hope the sun comes out. <laughs> We're uh, we're stuck in our classic, uh, really stubborn case of June gloom. And boy, if it does, the, the, the drone shots and the blimp shots and the city views will just be like nothing anybody's ever seen in a major. You just so, it's just hard to explain to people how in the middle of the city this place is. Um, and yet the course is very rugged and natural looking. And, uh, but I think that I, I just hope people can sit back and, and enjoy. Um, that it's something, yeah, we, we, I think a lot of us love Augusta and other tournaments because, because it's like an old friend you're revisiting, Harbor Town, Riviera, Colonial. Uh, but this one's totally fresh and new. And I think that's, I think that's kind of exciting. And that's kind of why I don't love the USGA's Rota concept because I think when you weave in a, a new course now and then, like this, uh, and I say new, it's an old place, but a, a new to the major, uh, Rota, uh, world. It just, it just, it's, it brings a freshness and excitement. And, um, and, and as much as we do love going to those old favorites. And so I think that I, I hope people just kind of embrace the, the fun of, uh, seeing something new and, and in such an exotic, uh, location, at least for, uh, in terms of the golf world. I'm not asking for a name, but what type of player do you see winning? The open. Well, one of the things, I mean, the, the beauty of the course is that it, you can play any kind of shot shape. You can be a short hitter, you can be long, and, and you're going to do pretty well there. It, it just rewards good play and smart play. But there are, I'd say, about eight 
tee shots where a, a, a draw really makes a difference, and not many players hit a draw anymore. <laughs> uh, so uh, somebody like Rory McIlroy, if he's not too tired from all the golf he's playing, has an enormous advantage on those tee shots if he's if his driver's working, and um, and so that's a, that's a you know a, an interesting thing because the ground really is it probably won't come through on television, but it's a very hilly course with very few flat stances. It's a lot like Augusta that way on the fairways. And uh, uh, there's several tee shots where if you can hit a big high draw, you will really shorten the hole and give yourself a huge advantage. And so it'll be interesting to see being a U.S. Open, how many guys feel like they can do that. And then, of course, again, how many of them in the modern game really can even hit that draw shot anymore? They're almost all are a, kind of a their stock shot is a is a little bit of a for a right hand or a cut. Yeah. Uh, tell me about the book golf golf architecture for normal people. Well, uh, I think you've uh, you you know it's it's just my uh, love of the topic and trying to make it more fun and accessible to more people, and that's really the the goal. You know, I think like a lot of things, uh, rankings and and uh, the geeks and the wonks. Uh, have maybe hijacked the topic a little too much. And I don't discourage that because I think we're in this great time in the game where people have a greater appreciation of courses and the role they play in our enjoyment of the sport or our debating with our friends about the sport or in watching the sport. Um, and that's great. And that's because we've had more people uh, sort of, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, holding <laughs> – certain people to higher standards. So I don't want to discourage that, but I also want people to be able to go out and be a little bit more of a, of a critic and be able to uh, explain why they like some courses more than others. And, and I'm sorry, kept it, kept it short and sweet. And um, it's a little different approach to the topic, but I think people, I hope, you know, I keep it light, but I also want to make you a little bit smarter and that was the goal of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I have talked about this off the air in the past. Uh, I know it's not public golf, but there are some great tracks in Los Angeles and, and in the surrounding area. There's some great golf there. Well, if you have a lot of money, sure. Well, that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're uh, very private clubs. They're very high on themselves these days. They're uh, funny. About 15 years ago, John, they were scared to death. Who's going to join our, our places now? And they're all doing real well, and they've forgotten those days. But uh, <laughs> L.A. Country Club's one of them. Hillcrest, where I just was for the final qualifying, was another. But, um, yeah, we've, had, we've, had, we've got some great golf, most of it because of George Thomas and Billy Bell, the, the guys who, who created L.A. North. Uh, our public courses should be a lot better. They're, they're, they're worn out, and they need they need some, uh, you know, kind of what's going on in a lot of places, which is, I think, one of the most exciting things in the game is the, the realization that all this grow the game nonsense is only so good if, if, you know, that young person or that new person goes to a golf course and you feel like it's somewhere that they care. Uh, it doesn't have to be an architectural masterpiece, but you'd just like to know as a customer and somebody who's scared to buy this kind of intimidating game, that they're trying, you know, that the balls aren't ping pong balls. They actually have dimples on the range and that the food and beverage tries to uh, put on a good uh, performance for you. And so, you know, that we'd, we'd love to see that kind of happen to our munis here because the bones are there like they are at so many in, 
so many parts of the country. And, and maybe the project um, in Augusta will will be another one of those important projects to uh, to highlight that we have great munis. We just need to spruce them up a little bit. He is Jeff Shackelford. The um, newsletter is the quadrilateral news from the majors. His brand new book is Golf Architecture for Normal People. Um, he and I are not normal. Uh, Jeff, no. no. Uh, thank you for doing this. Enjoy, enjoy next week. It's going to be a ton of fun. Thank you for doing this. All right. Thank you, John.